Dear Lord, we realize just that lately everything's changing too damn fast. And, and all sorts of things are always the same, even things we hated, like shoveling the turkey and stuffing the snow and going through the same crap year in and year out. Honey, food's getting cold. As I was saying, dear Lord, before my wife interrupted me, even those old-fashioned pain in the ass traditions like Thanksgiving, which really means something to us, even though we couldn't tell you what it is, are starting to stop. And thousand-year-old trees are falling over dead, and they shouldn't. That's all from this end. Amen. Oh, Amen. A oh, woman. That was absurd. Let's eat dead bird. the main event happy thanksgiving weekend i hope you're all uh, stuffed and uh i probably should have used that movie clip last week so you can get prepared for thanksgiving that because this weekend well this weekend would have been black friday and the, the beginning of christmas shopping season but i suspect there's not a lot of that going on except for at amazon since uh you know the uh you know i think i think if the election was was completely decided maybe we'd all be free to go back to life um but that's just not happening that's not happening i use that song from uh uh from mike and the mechanics which is an offshoot of genesis from i don't know 1986 or something like that uh all i need is a miracle and i think uh there's you could take that anyway you could say hey the republicans just need a miracle uh to get trump in there but i'm starting to think that's not true and I think uh, and I think if for some reason uh, Biden actually gets inaugurated, that's what the Democrats are going to be are going to be singing to him is, uh, hey, all I need a miracle. All I need is a miracle. All I need is you. And uh, and they're going to they're going to be crawling, crying in their soup and crawling back, wishing they had America again. But uh, we'll talk about more of that, and I think, uh, and I think there's actually starting to see signs. Because so many people have been saying, "Hey, you know what? Uh, we haven't seen any evidence. It's been three weeks, and uh, and Biden's picking his cabinet, and and uh, he's mostly just picking his nose. Um, but the uh, you know he's he's getting his cabinet. And it looks like it's going forward. And I think I don't think you see everything that's going on, and we're starting to see evidence that the wheels of justice are turning." And things are starting to get out. Things are starting to uh, to come into the light. Um, 
if you haven't seen them yet yourself, I'm going to point out what you missed this week and what to expect for next week. And I think next week is going to be the, uh, you're going to start seeing some actual, actual progress, get some uh, ground behind us. And I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be actually pretty fun to watch. Um, finally, because the last three weeks have not been fun. Actually, the last nine, 10 months have not been fun. But, uh, but anyway, let's, before I get into all that stuff, let me introduce myself for those of you that don't know me or listening for the first time. My name's Ed, Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, call me toll free 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, dear night, toll free area code 855-640-2020. I have a I have a, a borrower who is who is uh, emailing back and forth with me, and I say, hey, "Why don't you just call me? What's your number?" Hmm. I don't know. I'm searching the internet for your number. I don't know. I say it about 16 times every week. Eight five five six four zero twenty twenty. That number goes uh, directly to my office, and if and if I'm not answering it, uh, one of my teammates is. Not just anybody in the office. It goes directly to my team. So if you need some help. 855-640-2020. If you want to talk on, if you want to get some information, but you don't want to talk because it's not a good time to talk, but you don't want to forget, uh, forget, go to edhoffman.net, E-D-H-O-F-F-M-A-N.net and uh, click on the Summit Funding logo. That'll take you to my lending page where you can put in as much information as you want me to have and tell me how much information you want back. You'll hear back from either myself or one of my talented teammates, Eric Marquez, Cody Bradbury, Brian Goodman, uh, Lance Keisha, or Vlad Kinzer, and we will help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. I got to come up with some new lines. I know you guys have those by heart. I got to come up with a, come up with some new cool lines for 2021 uh, since I've been using those same ones since uh, 2008. So uh, we're in the last month of my 13th year on the on the radio. And I think I've had Scott fill in for me about six times over uh, when I'm on vacation. And I think I've uh, I replayed a show uh, because I was uh, on pain medication after a surgery once. And then when my show was only a half hour, the the 9-11 thing took it over. So for the most part, 13 times 52 is about uh, 650 some uh, shows. I'm starting to get the hang of this thing now. So anyway, uh, if you hear something on the show you want repeated, go to edhoffman.net, click on the podcast page, and uh, you can hear this show as well, well as several past shows, and you can listen to them on demand. You can also get the podcast on uh, SoundCloud or iTunes, where you can subscribe for free and have it download automatically to uh, whatever device you're using to listen to podcasts, your uh, your Droid or your iPhone or your iPad or your iWatch or your iPod or your mini pad or your maxi pad. Uh, or your computer, anything you can listen to podcasts on. I'm sure there's other devices I haven't heard about yet. But, uh, you know, Christmas shopping time starts coming up. I'm sure I'll hear about them. Because I'm sure my grandkids or some of my employees or somebody's going to ask, hey, why don't you buy me this for Christmas? Uh, I don't know. Maybe because you don't deserve it. I don't know. So we'll see. We'll see. But I tried to start off with a little positive stuff. Uh, because it's Thanksgiving weekend, I hope everybody had a chance to uh, uh, be with your uh, be with your family and uh, and try to be nice to them, even if they are Democrats. And uh, I'll tell you some stories about about uh, my my ongoing feud with my sister in Pennsylvania, which you've been hearing about for years, but it got really kind of intense this week. Um, just because I just can't believe I can't believe the the blindness of people. 
intelligent people, intelligent people, I think actually was writing about this in my book. There's a big difference between, between book smarts and street smarts. There's a big, there's a big difference between intelligence and common sense. There's a big difference, all this stuff, you know what, uh, as my, as my sister can reminds me every time that we get into a intellectual argument, let me remind you, I have a degree in math and computer science, and I have three financial advisors as we're talking about her, uh, her, uh, her solar, her, her, her decision to go solar. When I told her it, it didn't make any sense. You know, she paid 20,000 to get rid of an $85 bill. And I'm going, it's going to take 15 years to pay off to break even in 15 years. Well, if I sell the house before that, I'll get like five or $6,000 more for the house. Cause that, are you kidding me? Five or 6,000 bucks. That's a rounding error. That's just, Hey, somebody wants your house that bad. You say, well, I want $5,000 more. That's easy to do. Or, or you got a hot buyer and they say, Hey, we'll buy it, but we want 5,000 for closing costs. You know, that's a, that's a, that's a small little, little rounding error on that, on that big transaction. 5,000 is nothing. And, uh, and then she said, well, you know, I'm helping green. I'm helping keep the, the, uh, the planet, the planet from, from the climate change. I say, well, the only the reason I did mine was to be green too. save me green money. And of course I put mine in about six years ago. So mine's paid for itself already because it got rid of $15,000 a year in uh, electric bills. Cause Don and I are, are energy hogs, but you know what? We like it cold when we like it cold. And uh, you know, we got our three pool pumps and multiple TVs all on at the same time. So no matter what room you're in or walking to, you can always hear, well, it used to be Fox News, but now we're watching Newsmax until I get a Roku on the downstairs TV and we can watch One American News and we'll see which one we like better. But uh, Fox has certainly gone gone to the left and dramatically, I think everybody's noticed it. Um, so anyway, so let's let's talk about what's going on. Oh, did I leave anything out? Hey, follow me on Twitter at Ed Hoffman where I tweet about current events all week long. Uh, the Facebook page is uh, the main event at Hoffman. Uh, so facebook.com slash the main event at Hoffman. And if you, uh, and follow me on parlor parlor is, uh, the new Facebook that, that people that are tired of, uh, Mark Zuckerberg and his, uh, and his, uh, strategic squelching of our thoughts, um, are going over to parlor, which is very similar. It's a little bit different, but it's very similar to, uh, to Facebook and it's parlor. You can get the app on your phone or your, uh, or anything else. And, uh, my handle on there is at big Ed Hoffman. I thought about putting real Ed Hoffman, but I just thought big was better. Cause I'm, I'm a sizable person. I'm not a big fat guy, but I am big. So anyway, I'm not tall. I'm just, I'm just a ma- I just have a massive, massive, uh, physique, I guess. So, uh, anyway, that's, uh, the fact that I'm on radio, I can tell you anything you want. And uh, most of you won't know. All right. So anyway, um, so let's talk about what's going on in the election. The new information has come to light this week about the media and big tech's manipulation of the election outcome, not just Dominion, but actually the media and big tech. So to start to, to start with, Cheryl Atkinson, the Emmy Award winning journalist who defected from that world a few years back in her new book called Slanted, how the news news media taught us to love censorship and hate journalism. She talks about the media's pride in their decision to throw out the standards and guidelines they abided by before Trump became president. One of the biggest scandals of our time, how the news media has changed 
and redefined what it means to be a journalist so that they could weaponize their efforts against the president that they decided they didn't like or who was an outsider and not in with the proper money and political interest that they wanted him to be in with. And the media just threw out basically longstanding ethics rules and guidelines and even proudly said that we were doing it and said it was to address a uniquely dangerous president. Yeah, so we have to uh, we have to change our guidelines. We don't have to be ethical anymore because because we have a uniquely dangerous president. Who says? I think the uniquely dangerous president was Barack Obama, and he actually told everybody, "We're five days from fundamental transformation of this country." He told us five days before that he was going to make fundamental transformation in this country, and if you remember correctly, that's really you know it should have been when. Uh, when uh, Barack Obama got into office, he should have said, hey, I'm a black I'm a black man. And I was voted and I was elected by by black people and white people, which which shows that there's no longer any limits. There's no excuse for saying, hey, black people can't can't get ahead. There should be the end of racism, the end of uh, affirmative action and every other every other chip on black people's shoulders that that they are held down because because of their skin color should have been the end of that he should have he should have done something heroic like uh like uh, uh you know some heroic black people would have done you know had uh martin luther king been president or uh i'll think of a whole bunch of them but uh, i'm not going to sit here and go uh, uh, uh so if you think about that that's you know that's that's what he should have done but instead he said, let's get some payback and let's get some uh, let's let's now we're in charge. Let's make things happen. And, you know, when uh, when he should have been looking for America first and thinking about other people besides himself, um, he should have been thinking about every little thing like going on vacations. You know, they, they instead of going to vacation in Hawaii during the, the holidays, when uh, when Hawaii is is making all the tourists, all the tourists are there and they're making all the businesses are making money. And if he goes to Hawaii to celebrate Christmas, they have to shut down the whole Island of Oahu for the secret service and all the businesses, they could have parasailing and they couldn't have, you know, there's all kinds of stuff that had to shut down because they had to stay clear to keep the president safe, as opposed to what George W. Bush would do on the holidays. He'd go to camp David because that allowed not only, not only allowed uh, security, but allowed most of his secret service detail to spend with their families. Barack Obama didn't think about that. No, he sent his wife to uh, on vacation to Spain when uh, the Gulf was, was starving for, uh, for money because of the oil spill, um, all that stuff. They never thought about anybody in America except for them. They're the president, the president, the first lady. And, uh, and that's where division happened. And you could see the Obamas never know when to just shut up. And they're in there. They're in there trying to influence the uh, the election and just saying stuff, you know, you know, they don't believe, you know, Obama doesn't believe in Biden's going to run this country. And but he goes in there and says, hey, you know, he's he made me a better president. He's going to make this a better nation. B.S. You wouldn't even endorse him until until you absolutely had to. So anyway, uh, continuing another another truth teller is psychologist and search engine expert. Dr. Robert Epstein, who recently testified before the Senate Judiciary Committee on Google threat to democracy. Dr. Epstein is no fan of Trump, but he did he did a study that shows how big tech did their part to help Biden steal the election. He had 700 field agents in in three three swing states, 
they captured data on 500,000 Google user experiences. So their, their data showed that Google search results were strongly biased in favor of Democrats and conservatives got more biased search results than the liberals did. For several days, uh, the don't forget to vote. So those of you that are liberals, apparently we're getting, uh, every time you went on to Google, uh, it would say don't forget to vote reminder on there, on Google's homepage. Um, that was only being shown to liberal users. None of the conservative field agents got that reminder to vote. Uh, Epstein says this is blatant manipulation. As soon as he went public with that study, which was four days before the election, Google shut off that specific manipulation immediately. Only then conservatives would start seeing the Google's vote reminder when they uh, when they opened up a Google page. Uh, and I say, you know, I open up Google all the time because because uh, Chrome is my uh, my browser. I always use uh, Google Chrome because apparently uh, a lot of programs won't work, work with Internet Explorer. So I stepped up to Google Chrome and I opened it all the time and I never saw any any uh reminders to vote on there i do when i go on facebook or twitter or just about anything i post on i get the uh the hey you know what none of this stuff is has been verified on my on my thing that hey you know the election election uh facts are still not still not out there so you know beware when you read this post here's how many uh here's how many votes google's manipulation affected well, there are multiple manipulations here. We were also monitoring YouTube this time and Facebook and Bing and Yahoo. Uh, the bottom line at the moment is that these manipulations, the ones that we've so far quantified, uh, could easily have shifted at least six million votes in just one direction. So, you know, he says six million votes because specifically uh, people are saying that uh, Biden got 80 million votes and Trump got 74 million votes. But remember, 6 million votes swayed is a 12 million vote swing. So if you take, if you take 6 million off of, off of Biden and then sway it over to, uh, and put those back on Trump where the people really voted, that puts him, that puts, uh, that doesn't make it a tie that makes, uh, Trump 6 million votes ahead. And if you look at the, if you look at the, uh, the House of Representatives, prior to the prior to the um, the election, the House had 235 235 seats Democrat and 199 seats Republican. So there's a 36 36 uh, uh, seat advantage for the Democrats. But it looks like we we that we uh, won all the all the Republicans and re, and remember all 435 members have to run for re-election every two years. So every Republican that ran for re-election won. And the Democrats, uh, they won some of their seats. They won most of their seats, but we still flipped, flipped between eight and 12. There's still four, out, four outstanding that uh, they're, they're uh, still going over recounts. So we flipped between eight and 12. Let's just say we flipped 12. So 12 seats, you know, they were ahead 36, and now we got 12. That doesn't mean they've still ahead 24. That means they're ahead 12. So that would put us at 211 and put them up at down to 223. Now it's a 12 point spread. So, so beware all the little, little things that they say that would uh, lead you to believe that this stuff stuff is a bunch of nothing. It's a bunch of hooey. That's none of this. None of this is uh really important. You know, Hey, it doesn't matter how many, how many dead people, dead people voted. You know, it's only, it's only, uh, you know, five, if you come up with 5,000 dead people in one state, that he lost by 20,000. Well, that doesn't really help. Uh, yeah, but when you're talking about vote switching, 
from from uh, one party to another, that doubles it. And when you add in all that stuff, this stuff is big. All this evidence is big. So uh, the as you probably know, as you probably some of you heard, the GSA, the Government Services Administrator, Emily Murphy, authorized transition services to begin for Joe Biden. Uh, and for Joe Biden, it's it's uh, you know people are saying, oh, it's over. They're letting him transition. No, 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 no. Trump did not concede. The lawsuits aren't over. The investigations into irregularities are not over. Nothing's over till January 20th. And uh, you know what? Uh, so none of this stuff counts. And I know that even heard from my wife, you know, that that oh, she's she was so upset because it's over. They're letting him, they're letting him move in. They're not letting him move in. They're letting him to have access to to the funds. So hey, you know what? We blow so much money in this government. What's another few million dollars for for Biden to blow on uh, on flying people out to interview with him for cabinet positions? They probably won't have. Um, you know what? But you know what? You you have to you have to take into account that anything can happen. Anything can happen. You know, and uh, you know, it reminds me of a reminds me of a uh, you know after this year, it reminds me of a of a line from the movie uh, League of Their Own. Yes, I've seen enough to know that I've seen too much. I don't take anything for granted anymore. I don't, uh, you know, I don't, nothing's over till it's over. Uh, in a letter addressed to Biden on Monday, uh, um, Emily Murphy said, um, I've always strived to do what's right. I was never direct, directly or indirectly pressured by any executive branch official, including those who work at the White House or the GSA. With regards to the substance of the timing of my decision, I have received threats online by phone and by and by mail directed at my safety, my family, my staff, and even my pets in an effort to coerce me into making the, this determination prematurely. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing that we don't see the right threatening people? We don't see all this stuff that that is uh, Gestapo, is dictatorship, is pressuring. Why does it always come from the left? Oh, because they're the dirty ones. They're the ones that can't can't make it on their own. And uh, and you know that's it's just amazing the 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 level of of uh, corruptness, the level of violence, the level of uh, the 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 lengths that they'll go to keep control because they know that if everything comes out, if everything comes out, that they're all there's a whole bunch of them that are going to be in big trouble. You realize that if if Obama or if, if Obama you know, I look at I look at Biden's. Uh, if Biden gets in there, you can tell by all his cabinet choices that it's just the third term of Obama. It's all the same people. It's all the swamp creatures that we just got rid of. It's all, they're going to go back to the Paris Climate Accord and the and the Iran nuclear thing. They're gonna they're probably going to go back to NAFTA. They're gonna they're gonna do all the all this stuff to just turn things upside down. You're going to take that that total idiot John Kerry and make him the. Uh, the climate, uh, what's his position? Not a climate czar. He's going to be some climate guy. You're going to put a, you're going to give this guy $200,000 a year to sit in there and, and direct climate stuff. What a complete waste. Amazing. So anyway, uh, so this, this is what we've, this is what we've come. This is what we've come to. This is what we're hearing. And, uh, and we keep hearing that Nothing that Trump has uncovered is evidence of actual fraud, but every week, new discoveries 
uh, continue to resurface in the key states. And I'm going to go over all those, but I'm out of time for this, this half of the main event. So stay tuned for five, five minutes of traffic, weather, commercials, and sports. And I'll be back with all the other juicy stuff that's going on this week. To the main event, my name's Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. I do not talk about a lot about uh, real estate and financing on this show because uh, those of you that don't realize you're in the market, that don't realize it's important to you, that don't realize that this could change your life, uh, you get bored with it, so you turn off and turn over to something else. So, uh, but if you're in the market, or if you wonder if you're in the market, or if you're over 62 and wonder if uh, life could get a little bit more uh, flexible on the financial side and you need, need some advice from someone who thinks like you call me toll free at 855-640-2020 that's 855-640-2020 one last time day or night toll free area code 855-640-2020 uh or go to edhoffman.net click on the summit funding logo and do the cyber thing hey so uh before the break we were talking about uh john Kerry, and i couldn't remember what his what his title is if biden actually gets inaugurated uh and i said the the uh, climate czar, but it's actually not czar because uh, apparently uh, you know when the when the when the Democrats are trying to say that uh, that the Trump campaign colluded with Russia, well, it's really hard to hard to do that when you're calling all your positions czars because that's kind of a uh, that's kind of a Russian term from the uh, 1940s 1930s I don't know from way back when. From way back when, that's uh, Russia had czars, and uh, but he's actually the uh, the climate envoy. You know, I know envoy sounds like kind of a mini SUV from GMC, but it's really the client, the climate envoy. And for those of you that that aren't really familiar with John Kerry, you weren't you're you're not old enough to remember when he ran for for president and what a crappy job he did at State of the Union and uh, just the whole whole fact and the or the times when he uh, got back from Vietnam and protested the war and threw his medals uh, over the over the fence and did all kinds of anti-American stuff. And now now he's, uh, you know, thinks he's somebody in the government. You know, I just call him Lurch because it's what he looks like. You're right. So for those of you who don't remember the Adams family from the 60s, you're right. So Lurch, big, tall guy, gray hair, you're right. That's kind of uh, John Kerry. So uh, before the break, we were talking about um, all the uh, all the stuff going on with the GSA and the transition, and all that stuff. So all the uh, all the all the information starting to come out now, starting to come out in in all the swing states. There's there's more and more stuff coming out. Here's what we learned in Wisconsin. 
They found out the recount in Milwaukee determined that nearly 400 votes were not open on by election day due to human error, according to the city's election election officials. Hmm, seems like uh, there's been a lot of that going on. Seems like, uh, I don't know, the scene from Philadelphia. Did you have something to do with this uh, file being lost accidentally on purpose? Did you have something to do with these votes being uh, uh, set aside, uh, overlooked accidentally on purpose? Uh, you know, it's uh, when it happens once, it might be an accident. When it happens twice, it could be a coincidence. But when it happens like uh, all over the country and there's there's uh, postal workers taking home ballots full of Trump votes and uh, leaving them in the dumpster next to their house or dumping them in a in a in a in a in a ditch in some other state or, uh, you know, just having a whole truckload of them. And who and who knows how many how many loads of Trump votes that uh, that we didn't find people actually got them to a shredder before uh, before somebody saw them. So, you know, does this stuff happen accidentally on purpose? Uh, I think so. I think it's just, it just seems to me to be too obvious because they haven't found any uncounted Biden votes. They didn't find any discarded Biden votes. They didn't see any uh, backdated Biden Biden votes. Everything everything on, or uh, well, backdated Biden, Biden votes probably did happen, but they didn't see any votes that were just set aside and not counted except for when they're legitimate Republican votes. And uh, some of those are from military guys overseas. Um, they, will, they, they will be added to the final tally since Wisconsin has not certified its, its results yet. Oh, well, oh, sorry. Okay, well, there's 400 votes. That won't make a difference, uh, but it will actually. Um, Michigan, in, the, in beautiful uh, Michigan, the story's not over with Wayne County canvassers from last week. And the legal action is moving forward whether the election is certified or not. Here's Steve Cortez from the Trump campaign on Newsmax. We fully expected that these votes would be certified by the secretaries of state uh, who are Democrats. And by the way, when you're speaking of Michigan specifically, which is the most recent state to certify the attorney general there, Dana Nessel, she actually threatened the canvassers in Wayne County, the brave patriots who were standing up for election integrity. She threatened them with perhaps criminal action. So there's a lot of intimidation going on. Uh, there's a lot of obviously dishonesty. And the fact that they have certified what are clearly tainted ballot pools, I don't even want to call them votes because I think many them are not legal votes, that they've certified tainted ballot pools does not change the strategy of the Trump campaign where the litigation is just beginning. So uh, the the head people in Michigan um, are threatening the canvassers that are standing up for election integrity with criminal action. Wait, we're standing up against people breaking the law and standing standing up for for fairness and saying, hey, this is this is against the law, what people are doing. And they're threatening to use legal action against those people that are just trying to make sure everything's fair. I don't know. I don't hope any nobody associates this with with uh, with Trump, because this is the Democrats doing this stuff. This is the Democrats. You know. You know. You look at it now. You say, "Hey, does anybody wonder why Biden stayed in the basement? Why wouldn't he? he didn't have to do anything. He didn't have to go out and campaign. If any of you were paying attention to Trump." You know, doing uh, three, four rallies a day uh, for days on end, the last two weeks of the campaign. And, and even before that, he was campaigning. He's been campaigning all years and doing rallies. And, and he doesn't just go up and make a 15-minute a, a speech. He's there for an hour and a half, two hours. Um, you know, if he's, got one, if he's only got one, one, uh, one rally in one night, he goes on two, two and a half hours. If you saw the night before the election, he was in uh, Green Bay, Michigan, or he was in Kenosha, Wisconsin. 
He was in Kenosha, Wisconsin. You know, one o'clock in the morning, people were bundled up and freezing and they were still fired up. And then you see, you see the, uh, the Trump rallies all the way through California. You don't see any enthusiasm for Biden. When they show him, they show him talking. They don't show the crowd because it's like a, a looking at people two rows deep parked in their cars and they honk because he didn't want anybody to, to get too close because they could see he's talking from a teleprompter. He didn't need to go campaign because he, he knew it was rigged. He knew that this was going to happen. And we need to encourage the president to, uh, we need to encourage him and be supportive all the way, all the way there. And isn't it funny how the, how the swing states with the most fraud it's just some little revelations I'm thinking about while we're here. The revelation, the, the swing states that have the most fraud, uh, i.e. Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, they all have Democrat governors. Hmm. Is that a coincidence? No, the swing states, the states that could go either way, but, the, but those swing states that have, have Democrat governors, we're having all this fraud. Now you have some. Uh, then there's there's another there's another uh, issue with uh, Georgia and Arizona. I'm not really sure what what the deal is there because Georgia and Arizona have Republican governors, and but those are traditionally solid red states. Those aren't considered swing states. But you know they have uh, they had operatives, they had uh, activists, they have have uh, you know Stacey Abrams in in Georgia who's still butthurt because she thought she should be the governor from the last election but she got beat and she thinks she's the rightful governor. You hear Democrats for the last four years saying, oh, the real governor of, uh, of Georgia should be Stacey Abrams. So she's out there uh, being an activist for something called um, fair fight, fair fight. Yeah, she wants a fair fight. And the first thing we do is, is not be fair, be, uh, be deviant. And you think about, uh, you know, when uh, Travis Allen was running for governor, um, was that? 2018 till two years ago when he was running for governor he said hey you know what uh, uh ballot harvesting uh we know we know it's corrupt and but it's legal so as long as as long as the democrats are gonna are gonna do that then we need to get better at it than they are you know if they're they're gonna keep passing these rules that make it make it easy to cheat then we need to get better at it than they are unfortunately you know what republicans are slow to figure out how to how to fight dirty we try to try to do things legit, and the and the and the Democrats, they're all grad, they all go to jail in uh, in their lives, and and it's graduate school for uh, criminals. So they uh, so then they they learn how to how to cheat better, get away with things better. And so in the last four years, we we put uh, Trump on the uh, on the defensive for all the for the supposed um, collusion with Russia and the supposed. Uh, pressuring he did with Ukraine. Meanwhile, the the Democrats are the ones that are that are colluding with Russia through the steel dossier and all that stuff. And they're all being they're all being dirty and corrupt and breaking the laws. But you know what? We don't see that. So uh, so let's talk about uh, Pennsylvania, my favorite one, because it's where my sister lives. And uh, and she's well, the Attorney General and the Governor say there's no evidence of fraud. Well, it's Guess what? So did George Stephanopoulos. So what does that mean? The people that were actually in there while they were counting, they sure saw some things, some things that when we played that the whistleblower from the, that was working uh, as IT for Dominion last week, the fight in Pennsylvania moves closer to the Supreme Court after an Obama appointed federal judge dismissed Trump's campaign lawsuit 
to challenge the results of the election of the state. And, and Renee brought that up. She goes, well, if, if there's so much evidence, why do they, these things keep getting thrown out? Because the judges, the judges are, are dirty and they're all, they're all part of the, uh, they're all part of the, the Obama, the Obama family there on my, but on Monday, the third, the third circuit court granted the Trump campaign on this motion. Appellants amended motion for emergency expedited review is granted at the direction of the court. So they're stepping in. So the appellate court is standing up. Uh, what, is, what does all this mean? Well, let's play a clip from a few good men. The doctor's report says that Santiago died of asphyxiation brought on by acute lactic acidosis and that the nature of the acidosis strongly suggests poisoning. Now, I don't know what that means, but it sounds pretty bad. Well, I don't know what any of this stuff means either, but it sounds pretty good. Let's hear Jenna Ellis from the Trump legal team explain it, what it, exactly what it means. That means that we are on our way to the Supreme Court. And so the Third Circuit, uh, which is the appellate court, it's the intermediate uh, court between the district, uh, Middle District of Pennsylvania. That judge, of course, gave that uh, very legally inaccurate opinion. Uh, then we appealed. The Third Circuit granted that appeal. They will decide if they want oral argument. And then, of course, whoever loses at that stage, I'm sure, will be appealing up to the Supreme Court. Now Wednesday, to, and I'm and I'm uh, and I'm recording Wednesday because of the holiday, so I'm not as close to the weekend as I normally am. So we're uh, recording on Wednesday. Wednesday morning in Pennsylvania, they had a hearing with the uh, with the the state senate. Um, and let me play a clip from it. Normally, you would expect to see a smooth curve going up, not any uh, not any big big spikes. Uh, that's kind of what uh, what Greg was talking about the the anomalies of loading and uh, uploading those uh, those votes. So that big spike that uh, occurs there is a prime indicator of fraudulent voting. And that's six hundred and four thousand votes in ninety minutes. Is that right? Correct. This is uh, 300 and, uh, 337 votes, 337,000 votes in that, uh, that, that, in that period of time. Yes. And when you look at this entire curve with all these spikes, can you calculate how, how, how much of a vote that accounted for for Biden and how much for Trump? Close to 600,000. I think our, our figures were about 570 some odd thousand that uh, all those spikes represent over time. For Biden? Correct. And how much for Trump? I think it was a little over 3,200. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, that could happen. That could happen. Even the audience in the in the public hearing is laughing their butts off because they know, you know, hey, you know, if you're going to cheat, at least make it look a little, make it look a little less uh, obvious. 600, 570,000 for, for Biden. And 3,200 for for Trump. Does anybody believe there's any kind of anything uh, close to that in how this thing is split up? If you remember when Pastor Matt uh, uh, Brown was on my show with me, he talked about that elections divide the country because no matter what it is, even when it's a landslide electoral vote, still 50. They only got 55 percent of the of the country voting. So we're trying to say that uh, 570 to three. 570,000 to 3,000. That doesn't, well, you know what uh, CNN is, uh, is reporting today? Uh, baseless claims of voter fraud. Well, I don't know. We're only talking to common sense people. So I, I suspect a Friday, now Friday, they're going to have the same kind of hearing in Arizona. 
and Monday, so Friday, which you'll be hearing the show on Saturday. So um, Friday will have happened, but that's after I'm recording. And Monday in Michigan, same thing. So I think we're going to start seeing some uh, forward movement on this. I'm looking for the word. And, uh, you know, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. I could smell the turkey already. So, uh, sorry, I got I got off track there. Let's talk about uh, Dinesh D'Souza. He's explaining the scenarios. And, and as usual, he has great insight. He posted a video on Parlor that explored three possibilities for an endgame, including options that involve the rigged Dominion voting machines and what could happen in the Supreme Court. Where is this all going? How is it going to come out? Now, here there are three possibilities, and it's helpful to think clearly through each of them. The first one is that we may suspect, but we are not able to prove in any convincing way that there is systematic cheating, not just episodic cheating, but systematic cheating. I want to be clear what these standards of proof are. If we're talking about these Dominion voter machines or voter machines of any sort, we don't have to prove that they were rigged or even the extent to which they were rigged, we merely have to prove that they can be rigged. Because think about it, if you are a judge and someone shows you a machine and goes, this is the machine that's counting the votes, it can be rigged. You would immediately lose confidence in the election. You would begin to suspect that the cheating is widespread and at the very least you would order investigation. So that alone would be a decisive piece of evidence that the machine is manipulable. Well, I don't know if manipulable is a word, but uh, I didn't look it up because it seems like it should be manipulatable. But uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it with Dinesh D'Souza. It might, it might be right and I might be right um, because he's a smart guy. But, you know, is it true? The Texas people that said that they, uh, that they looked at the Dominion machines and they said, hey, you know what? You can you can manipulate this thing. You can the one guy plugged his his uh, his Apple iPhone. Uh, in through his uh, through the put the plug in his phone and put the USB cord, you know, the USB plug, like when you plug it in and you plug it into the charger, um, that USB plug onto the side of the computer. And they were able to download stuff right from the right from the, the machine into their iPhone. Well, you know what, if it isn't any more secure than that, then how secure is the is the uh, election? How can we how can we trust that those machines weren't manipulated? Uh, if we can't prove the machines were mani manipulable, Here's what that means. But if we can't prove it, if we can't show it, then we have to accept that perhaps by the rules of the game, we lost. And what that means is that we shouldn't freak out. The country is not over. We have a very good chance of taking the House in the midterm. Midterms generally favor the party out of power. We already have a majority or will likely have a majority in the Senate. We can do a lot of block and tackle. There's no reason to give up. We have to fight harder and plan better and make our case better. Well, you know what? I just don't want to hear that part because I don't think we uh, we give up and try to lick our wounds until we're until we're done, until uh, until we lose the fight. We keep fighting and we don't even we don't even uh, uh, consider the fact that we might lose. Here's another option we need to be prepared for. The court's ignoring the evidence. Option number two is we have a decisive case. We have irrefutable evidence of systematic cheating, but the courts, including the Supreme Court, look the other way. This is a very troubling scenario because essentially the court will be ratifying not only an illegitimate election in this case, but paving the way for every future election to be illegitimate. 
Now, our temptation is going to be to be merely demoralized, but we shouldn't be demoralized. We should realize that we are in a very precarious situation. Essentially, we are a captive population living under a bogus majority that has rigged the rules in its favor. I think we're going to have to think creatively about how to respond to that. Yeah, and I think uh, how to respond to that if the, if we prove that it's that it was uh, rigged and the courts will ignore it, they won't hear it. How do we respond to that? Well, uh, he goes on to talk about we could we would, might see uh, states petitioning to secede from the union, or even parts of California seceding from L.A. or San Francisco. Um, you know what? Uh, and then there's also uh, my trainer Margot posted. Put, put a post on Facebook uh, this morning saying that he showed the 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 um, the guys in Philadelphia uh, when uh, Patrick Henry said, "Give me liberty or give me death," and he said, "When are we going to start? When are we going to stop saying this and not start actually ask, acting on it?" And uh, that's the point at which I think there could be civil war going on because I'll tell you, I have a friend in Texas um, who who uh, messaged me the other day said, Hey, if this is allowed to stand, I will never vote again. And I think a lot of people feel that way because we see, doesn't matter how we vote. doesn't matter if we pay attention. I'm going to stop watching Fox news. I'm going to stop watching, watching news. Cause I don't care. I'm going to watch the business report and I'm going to get mine and uh, I'm going to just manipulate. I'm going to, I'm going to work things to get the best I can get for me. And I'm not going to worry about what the, what history shows. I'm just going to make sure that, that my family's taken care of. Now, is that America? I don't think so. I don't, that's not the America I want to be in. I want to be in America where we, we all prosper and we share it. We share it with uh, people and we give opportunities to other people. Um, so that's the America I want to see happen. The final possibility is one that would, that would come out in Trump's favor, but only after a Supreme Court decision. And then there's the third possibility, that we have decisive evidence of fraud and the court agrees. Now, the left will go berserk but we should be ready for it. Let them go berserk. They don't have a right by riots or storming the streets to overturn the result of a legal valid election. At that point, I think if it comes to that and if they are totally out of control, Trump may simply have to declare a national emergency, an emergency that would be lawfully established in view of a Supreme Court decision validating his reelection and then the insurrection would have to be put down, very much in the same way that Lincoln put down the insurrection of the Democrats in the South. These are, in some ways, troubling, even terrifying scenarios, but I lay them out so that we don't respond in a freak-out manner, but we think through the situation and respond accordingly. So those are, those are the ways to think calmly while you get well, you get totally angry, and as you watch things watch things unfold, because uh, we're just not going to accept we're not going to accept the fraudulent election of a uh, of a moron. So anyway, let's talk about uh, Thanksgiving. I got a minute and forty five seconds left to tell you what's happening on Thanksgiving. Uh, what happens on Thanksgiving in your home is supposed to stay in your home, but the liberal governors uh, that's not what they want. California Emperor uh, Gavin Newsom says you have to limit your gathering to no more than three households. Eat outside. Remember, no singing. And if you're in L.A. County, you don't even get don't even think about going to a restaurant because they're closed except for takeout. In Oregon, Governor Kate Brown, who wanted police to let Black Lives Matter and Antifa burn down the Portland courthouse. Um, but now today, 
if you catch your neighbors inviting too many people over for the holidays, she wants you to get, in, get the cops involved. For the last eight months, I have been asking Oregonians to follow um, the letter and the spirit of the law, and we have not chosen to uh, engage law enforcement at this point in time. Unfortunately, we have no other option. This is no different than what happens if there's a party down the street and it's keeping everyone awake. What do neighbors do? They call law enforcement because it's too noisy. Wait a minute. Wasn't Oregon the state that voted to defund the police? They actually took $10 million out of their budget and, and redirected it? Or was that New York? But they did vote to defund, to defund the police in, uh, in Portland. And now they want to get the police involved. Uh, can you say uh, Gestapo's? Can you say uh, dictatorships? Can you say... This is not America. Are we going to put up with this crap? Um, I hope not. Hey, anyway, everybody, I'm all out of time. So have a hope you're having a great Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, don't stop. Don't stop believing. Don't stop uh, supporting Trump. This thing isn't over. It's looking better and better as the, the as the facts come out. The wheels of justice of our justice system move slow. Uh, but we have till January 20th to make this thing happen. Uh, so anyway, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Try to be kind to each other out there if there's any form of shopping going on or if you're leaving the state like I am for the weekend uh, where there might be some uh, fun stuff going on. Anyway, my name's Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening to the main event, and I will be back again with you next week. You're right. The opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Summit Funding Incorporated. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921, California DRE ID number 1012658, Arizona MLO license number 0926439, Branch NMLS ID number 1841782, Summit Funding Incorporated NMLS ID number 3199, Arizona license number 0925837, Equal Housing Opportunity.